Welcome to JHE Ministries. Today we're going to start our study of the book of James in our Bible study series. Before we start unpacking the book of James and start delving deep into the scriptures, let's take a look at some of the background of the book of James and even who was the author of James. The book of James is probably the oldest book of the New Testament, written in about 49 AD or even as early as AD 45. This book is the most in Jewish style and form of any of the New Testament books. The book of James is an epistle. An epistle is a letter that was written. In fact, that's how a lot of the New Testament was written, or that's the books of the Bible that we have were written from other people's letters that they wrote to other people or the churches. And James is the most practical of all of these epistles. The book of James has been called a practical guide to Christian living and conduct, and it engages the reader to think. That's one of the things I love about the book of James. Now, this book states the ethics of Christian faith and is considered the Proverbs of the New Testament, if you will, because it is filled with moral precepts. Now, the author of the book of James is James. James is credited to be the author of the book of James. So what do we know about James? Well, first, he was the half-brother of Jesus Christ, it is believed, and the oldest brother to Jesus. James was known as an unusually good man and his surname was called Just by his countrymen. And that's why you'll hear James being called James the Just a lot of times. At first, James didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. In fact, James was not a believer until after the resurrection by a spatial and private interview with the risen Lord, with Jesus Christ himself. After his conversion, he became prominent, and he became the head of the Jerusalem church, and he's also mentioned by Paul as a pillar of the church. James was very influential with the Jews and in the church. One of the stories that I think is remarkable about James is the fact that tradition says that James spent so much time on his knees in prayer that his knees became hard and calloused like a camel's knees. I find that very intriguing. And if you think about camels in the near ancient east, uh, the sandy deserts, a lot of it was rocky, dry terrain, and camels used their knees a lot to get up and get down. And that constant pounding on the, sound, on the sand over time will cause their knees to get rough, dry, and calloused. And so tradition says that James, his knees became callous like a camel's because he spent so much time on his knees. And I find that very inspirational for a solid prayer life. Uh, James is thought to have been married. Uh, we actually read something about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 5, which leads us to believe that he was married. Uh, in fact, Peter reported to James after his release from prison we see that in Acts chapter 12, verse 17, 
And also in the book of Acts, chapter 21, verses 18 to 26, we read that Paul acted on James' advice. In fact, James endorsed Paul's work among the Gentiles, but was himself mainly concerned with the Jews, not so much the Gentiles. James may be called the practical apostle. He stands for efficiency and consistency in life and conduct. James's life work was to win the Jewish people, to help them believe in Jesus as their Messiah. According to Jewish historian Josephus, he was the high priest and Pharisee. Uh, he was assembled. He assembled in the Sanhedrin around the year. 62 AD, and he forced James to the roof of the temple. Now, from there, they commanded James to proclaim one of the galleries of the temple that Jesus was not the Messiah. They wanted him to blaspheme the name of Jesus. And this leads us into James's martyrdom. But instead, James boldly proclaimed the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and the judge of the world. Now, of course, this enraged his enemies. They hurled him to the ground from the roof. Now, other traditions will say that after he was hurled to the ground, they stoned him until a charitable bystander ended his sufferings with a club while James was on his knees praying, Father, forgive them, for they know what know what not what they do. Again, I find that tradition very intriguing. We have the tradition of James always being on his knees praying, and here he is towards the end of part of his life, according to tradition, that he's on his knees praying still. But like his half-brother, you know, Jesus on the cross prayed to forgive them, for they know not what they do. James is also asking forgiveness for his enemies, those that are doing him harm. Father, forgive them, for they do not what they do. Now, again, that is tradition, but it's, it's definitely food for thought. Now, getting a little bit more into the book of James itself, the letter, the epistle, James addresses his letter to the 12 tribes. They're Christian Jews, and they were scattered among the nations throughout the Mediterranean world. James's epistle is a practical letter dealing with Christian ethics and how to maintain a lifestyle of deeds that matches a confession of faith. This seems like a book of Christian proverbs that cover a number of subjects, all bearing on the practical aspects of the Christian life. Another reason why I really enjoy the book of James, and I think sometimes James gets overlooked sometimes in our uh, studies. Even though James is a very short book, I find it to be very rich in knowledge and wisdom for Christian growth and Christian living. We have time to start unpacking the first chapter of James. The first chapter of James says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. The 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. 
One thing that I'd like to mention about the epistles and how they were written. It was the custom back in Jesus's day when you wrote a letter that first you identified yourself and then you identified who you were writing to and then you followed by your greeting. As where today, if you think about how we used to write letters, some of us still do, you always address who you're writing to first, the greeting, and then at the very close of your letter, you sign who you are, or you let the people know who's writing the letter. Just the opposite in the ancient Near East, in Jesus's time. They actually started with who's writing the letter. Well, here in, in verse one, we see that James is writing the letter and James says he's a bond servant, which is one who is bound to service without pay. He's not getting paid for this. After the briefest of greetings, James gets right into why he's writing the letter. He realized that these Jewish believers, which are scattered everywhere outside of the land of Israel, were undergoing severe testing of their faith. And he begins by telling them how they must meet temptation and how he tries to encourage and comfort them. So that's the beginning of our study of the book of James. Now, next time we're going to get deeper into the book of James. We're going to start unpacking it more and really digging into it. We'll start talking about with how temptation and how we deal with temptation. We're going to start talking about our attitudes towards trials and what the trials teach us. So be sure to join us back next time when we start unpacking more of the book in James. Keep living Christian strong, and until next time, God bless.